Oh, just listen to that 4 liter per under hood. Oh, it's good. Oh, just listen to the shifts of this 5 speed. Oh, this Jeep is glory. Oh, oh boy. He's at the. Oh, no. Do you know why I pulled you over, son? Uh, or, or, sir? Son? Did you see my foot through the floorboard? Uh, maybe. Was it the exhaust hanging on the ground? Was that it? Not that I noticed, but... Oh, it's because I was doing 55 and a 54, right? <laughs> this vehicle couldn't do 55. Eh, that's fair, okay. Then what's the problem, officer? I don't believe this is a legally registered and insured vehicle. It looks like someone drove a riding lawnmower through a scrapyard. Ooh, that's cold. Don't worry, though. I've got insurance. I'll prove it's in insured and registered. Check it out. Let me just move this Taco Bell wrapper. Okay. Insurance, please. Uh, wait, I've got marble. Marbles? No, marble. It's the fast, free, and easy insurance app that lets you track all of your insurance policies by keeping them all in one place. Boom, there we go. Wow, this is great. Thanks, I actually bought this YJ a few weeks ago. No, not the car, the app. It has insurance for all of your weird cars in one place. Amazing! Most people I pull over waste my time trying to look up their insurance. Once you set it up, it actually monitors your insurance so you can get alerted if there's any rate increase. You know where I could sign up? Um, yeah, just go to marblepay.com autopian. Just marble... I got you, it's marblepay.com autopian. Yeah, lots of lots of lots of mouth sounds and chewing. <laughs> what was that political show when they're sitting around the table? Oh, uh, like the McLaughlin Group. The McLaughlin Group, <laughs> or yes, yeah, so give that 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 McLaughlin Group. Uh, yeah, that's a perspective. what we go for. Yeah. I want the McLaughlin Group. John, you know what? David has no idea who we're talking about. Yeah. All right, okay, guys, well. you guys done? Because I need to do an intro to the Autopian, Autopian Podcast Season Two. Wow. Okay, everyone, this is it. Welcome to season two of the Autopian Podcast. We're really excited about this. We actually completed a season. Congratulations, Joe. We did it. Great job. And a triumph. And we have a sponsor, Marble. Someone's paying us to do this now? Yes. It is amazing. But we're grateful. We're grateful. Marble, that product or service is something I use every day. I love it. Oh, you're, you're good at this. Thank you. It is a fantastic product. I love it. Or use service. it every single day. A product or service. Or, yeah. I, I but, can't but, imagine life without it now. Saving money on insurance. Yeah. Who doesn't want to save money I, on insurance? I think it Especially also... if you hoard cars, there's no other way to do it. I yes. think there's like a charity aspect to it. We really should know our sponsors better. <laughs> what do they do? There is a charity. Because so, I know they put all your, all your car insurance into one here. thing. Do they have a website? On your phone, they have an excellent app. Marble app. Yeah. And on your phone, you can look at your policies of Can all I see your the cars. app? Sure. I have it right here. That's, By the way, that's Tinder. we weren't paid to do this part. This is actually part of the podcast. We're just trying Your to figure this is, out. Yeah. This is not a commercial. I just opened this Marble app. Yeah. What did you learn? I am paying over a grand for insurance for six months for the Mustang, which I haven't driven. Wait, what? Which I haven't driven in, <laughs> in six months. $1,000. I might as well set it on fire. It's good use of money. See, that's the beauty of this app is you can figure out when you're wasting your money like I am. Like that is a waste. That is total waste. Okay. Well, should we talk about uh, getting into season two here? We got yes. uh, we got some fun uh, uh, and all kinds of stuff. We, we've been, it's been a while. It's been yes, six it's, months. It's June, 2023. Our last episode was in December of 2022. So Man. we are sorry for anyone who's waiting. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sure everyone's just been really <laughs> upset with been. us that uh, they, they've been waiting patiently and here we are. Six months, but that means we have a lot to talk about. We sure do. 
Yeah, I think. We'll try to be interesting this time. The site, Mm -hmm. utopian.com, the the website. The the website affiliated with this podcast. Big fan. Has grown a lot in the last six months. You guys are kicking ass, I just want to say. It's all Torch. No, it's all all, all of us, David. We're all working hard. We actually all are working hard. Torch wrote an art. I'll just say, among your your best work of the last six months. Yeah. It involved a chainsaw and and batteries. Mm. And, well, um, yes, it, it, it was just incredible. It is. It is. Uh, I don't know if it's my best work, but it's the it's the article I've done in the past six months that's left a physical mark on me because I lost a fingernail in the process. See that weird? It's growing back in there. I lost a fingernail because okay. So the the important thing is we, we should use this as an opportunity. To, all of our car uh, you know dealings with have changed a little bit. So my Changli's been dormant because the lead acid batteries in it uh, went bad and they swelled, so they got fat. So they got, and there's like a box under the seat where like these five lead acid batteries sit. So, well, so you're saying the extended warranty didn't cover these items? It didn't cover it. I reached out to the Chang Lee people. And Chang Lee, by the way, the Chang Lee people, what he means is the company that sells the cheapest electric car in the world on yes. Alibaba, the Chinese uh, marketplace, uh, online right. market. It's a ridiculous little thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this was, yeah, just to, if, in case anyone doesn't know, this was, they call them old man happy cars in China. It's 1.1 horsepower. It was 930 bucks plus 300 for the batteries. They're just regular lead acid batteries. And I've been driving this thing. I got it in like the pandemic in 2020. I've been driving it as much as possible. We wrote about it and did all kinds of fun stuff with it. But the lead acid batteries have a lifespan. And they went bad, and they swelled up. Well, how long is that lifespan? It was only a couple years ago. Two, it only has only two, oh, three years. So, three how many years. miles do you think you got on it? That's a great question. Um, Thousand. Does miles. it does it actually calculate that? It does calculate your miles, and then when you turn off the car, it resets to zero. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. That's fantastic. Yeah. You just keep like a notepad by could, it. I hypothetically could. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but there was a period of time where it was. I would drive it more than any other car I had because I live in a college town. And there's lots of streets that yeah, are 35 miles or less. I could do 85 plus percent of what I needed in a car in that little thing. In a 20 mile per hour Chinese. It could like, do maybe little, 25 on the flat. It is. Mm. Anyway, so, <laughs> yeah. so your batteries expanded. Okay, so they expanded. And they're because they were, they were basically like car batteries. And there's like five of them in this little box under the seat, like a steel box. And because they swelled up, they... They basically filled that volume of space so much they locked themselves in. So to get new, and we have someone we're talking to now. This is going to be exciting. We have someone who's going to do a lithium conversion of the Changli. So we'll have a lithium battery pack, which probably will mean more power. So we'll probably, I'm hoping we get to three horsepower, which would be triple the power of this thing. So I think we're going to, um, yeah, so we're going to do that. But to do that, I have to take the batteries out. Oh, yeah, we got some on the screen here. You can see the batteries. Look, see how, oh, yeah. see how the, all of those batteries, Bo, are stuck together. They, I could not get them out and I was prying with crowbars and all kinds of things. They were just locked in place so I got really frustrated and stupid. Like deeply stupid. This is genius. Yeah and so I took a chainsaw and I figured if I could just if I can just make one of the batteries fail. So it, this wasn't a bit. You're no. saying this is not comedy. This uh, is not intentional comedy. No. That's what I mean. You, you actually thought this would work. Yes. Yeah, I did. I, th- I thought this would work. So but I love how the, the you, you took it right down the center of the battery, yeah. too. Like, <laughs> not off to one side no. or try to get something out. Just like, let's just cut through uh, the, like, the like it's a, Like it's a, a cake. Like, I'm yes. just going to hack through it like a birthday cake. I don't know that I've ever seen as many concerned emails and comments. <laughs> yeah, this when they, is... they saw that you chainsawed through a lead-acid car battery. Now, it's I'm pretty sure idea. that's how Tesla recycles their batteries. Oh, this is yeah, exactly just, uh, that, That's the method, right? 
the problem is it throws a lot. Like, here's the amazing thing about these batteries is the inside looks like it's just potting soil or dirt. But it's actually a lot of lead. And throwing That's it all really up really bad air, for you. It's so bad for you. It, and I was wearing... I got uh, that glove. Yeah, I had half a glove. On there. How'd, that, how'd that work out for you, Jason? <laughs> Not great. So the reason my finger got all smashed is because I had one of these batteries, like, lifted up. And I was trying to get it out. And it fell down and just crushed my finger between the... And it turned black. And then... Um, you know, it all it all broke, and uh, it was, and then the nail turned black, and eventually it uh, fell off. And then, and then you uh, you breathed in that lead the whole time. I, I was wearing no ventilation uh, at all. It was the, the worst. Nobody should. Okay, let's just take a moment and say nobody should do this. It's a terrible, stupid idea. And I'm sure I breathed in a lot of lead. But then you know, you and I, Bo, we grew up in the lead gasoline era. So we did. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm already lead saturated. We, we, we could talk about so many things that we lived through that we shouldn't have. You know what I mean? So. There's been, have you seen the studies about like low IQ from lead acid? Um, lead acid. Is liquid. that what happened to us? Uh, well, that's, I, that's the only thing I can think of. That. Well, what happened to I me? I wasn't breastfed. <laughs> and smog in, in LA, by the smog way. Smog. I, I got that going for me, I too. I don't know what happened to David, though. <laughs> but I know. For, but anyway, so yeah, there was. And then I had to use a hammer. Like, What getting are you th- doing? Well, it was. I just had to get that. They were so locked in place. I had to break the integrity of at least one battery so I could get the others out. And some of them had literally fused together. Like I lifted out multiples. Look look at that. See how those two batteries are like stuck together? They were impossible to get out. So I had to to just fight, you know, chew through them. It was terrible. It was absolutely, but I don't know how else I would have done it. People are saying you should have... Anyway else. I mean, geez. Not the chainsaw. Come on. Any other choice would be superior. Anyway, all this is to say that it's a... Though we're late to season two of our podcast, it's a miracle we're having one at all. Yeah, exactly. The fact that any of us are here is a big deal. All right. um, Car changes. So, okay, you got the Changli, whatever. Yeah. um, I've purchased a few vehicles since December. Multiple. Yes. Including... Our second most. Well, let's just quit. Let's just qualify because you moved here, and one of the big things you were doing when you moved is like you were saying, "I need to reduce the amount of cars I have because it's ungainly." And so you got rid of some cars, and then we moved you, and that's a whole other nightmare that we. And uh, we haven't even talked about how LA you've gone uh, since you've got here, but uh, you're more LA than I am officially now. Oh yeah, are you kidding me? Yeah. Look at you. Look at your smooth style. Your, your yeah, yeah. Talk of the walk attitude. Oof. Yeah, you're very L.A. Well, okay, I did buy an electric car, so that doesn't help my point. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, What'd you get, David? <laughs> I bought a, a, a used, the cheapest BMW i3 in America. Are you, have you confirmed that? I have confirmed that uh, myself. And there was a reason. Because <laughs> uh, I'm a cheap bastard. No, no, no. Oh, why, the why was that? Oh, why? <laughs> The car, why it was the cheapest. Oh, yeah, it was the cheapest because the battery was toast. Uh, it has 135,000 miles on it and um, the high-voltage battery. The most expensive single part of an electric car was done. But So what kind of range was it Was it making? No, wait, wait, we need numbers. How much was it? What's the cheapest uh, i3 in America? Uh, 10,499 bucks. That doesn't seem that cheap to me. Not that cheap. No. no. Electric cars are not cheap. What, what year was it? 2014. And what was the range? I was no, just going to ask. The con- condition. Okay, so with this this place selling it for basically 10500 It was a BMW dealer. BMW dealer, 10500 How far could you have gone if you just kept it as is? Um, I could have driven like 40-some <laughs> miles on <laughs> pure electric. Who's paying ten grand for a car that can go 40 David miles? David Tracy. David so, Tracy. I wanted to know the state of the battery because the 40-some mile range estimate 
you don't know. People in the electric car world call this the guesso meter. It's like, right. how far am I going to go? It says 45. And what did they do in the day? What was the the range? Um, well, the day that I showed up, it said range. No, no, brand new. Like oh, brand oh, brand new. oh, yeah, in the day. 70, in the 72 day. miles. It's that was it? Yeah. Yep. They and somebody put 100,000 miles on this thing? I don't understand how they did that. <laughs> so it does have this range. So get this. Someone has, it does have this range extender thing, which is a, a little gas engine. But it's fuel Wait. tank. Its fuel tank is 2.4 gallons. So you're always restricted. Is that somebody added that? No, no. no that, these that's, are, they, so the car the has, I3 a, has, that? has a range extender. I didn't even know. So you go your 70 miles on electric, and then the little range extender fires up and charges the battery. You can, you can I, I've never known anyone that actually bought one of these, so I'm just thinking about it no now. No one did. <laughs> yeah. So the, someone drove 135,000 miles wow. in nine years on a car that has a 2.4 gallon gas tank and goes 72 miles on electric. I, I don't understand how they pulled that off. If, if they lot. were just constantly charging and refilling their car 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But anyway. Wow, yeah. Anyway. You should calculate how much time they would have had to spend. So did you have to buy a new battery? This is where it gets good. So I asked the dealership, what's the state of this battery? It says 40 miles on it, but like I can't trust that. And they told me... Um, we're not going to tell you the state of the battery. And I was like, what? I need to know the state of the, like, how can I buy a car if I have no clue if the battery's any good? So um, they were like, if you can just buy it first and then we'll tell you. And I'm like, eh, it seems a little weird, but whatever, let's do it. Because I knew, I knew. I didn't know that was a, a practice these days. I got to get with the program here. So yeah. first you sell it, then you tell them what they get. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I thought that was weird. I thought that was, <laughs> yeah, of course that's weird. <laughs> right? I'm like, come on, tell Anyway, so... I was like, I'll just buy it because if the battery's good, then good. I got a car with a good battery. And if the battery's bad, I was convinced that I could get a free battery. I asked the BMW dealer as I was checking out. They were like trying to sell me all these warranties. And, I'm, and I was like, doesn't the car still have warranty on it? And they told me, absolutely not. Eight-year warranty. The car has no warranty whatsoever. And I was like, I don't know if I believe it, but I'll buy it. So I took a risk there because if it had had a bad battery, I would have been screwed. And it did have a bad battery, but I, I did some research and I found that the California Air Resources Board requires automakers to offer a 10-year, 150,000-mile mm, warranty there you go. on batteries for, for um, zero, uh, partial zero-emission vehicles. So if it were a pure electric, it wouldn't have counted, strangely. Wow. But oh, because really? it has the gas generator in it, it counted. And so they gave me a new battery for free. So, and how much job. would that battery have cost you if you had to buy? Probably like twenty grand. That's yeah. That's maybe at least yeah. tripling. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up with this car with a brand new battery. It's now it's a deal. Three with a gorgeous interior, and you can go like dozens of miles now. <laughs> dozens. So I drove it to San Diego and back. Yeah, pretty good. Um, so I can go. Set, I can go about eighty miles on electric. And then I keep forgetting that's got that little gas thing because it'll the help. Then I get yeah. another like hundred miles on gas, so one hundred eighty yeah. miles. And then I got to, you know. And you can keep refilling the tank, of course. Yeah, yeah. But it's 2.4 gallons. So you're stopping really, every hour? Really, if you know, if you drive any more than about 300 miles, it starts to get annoying. But anything under 300, it's fine. So it's great. I drive it all the time. Okay, the Mr. LA driving your electric BMW around yeah, instead of your I just cool love G. the car. Carbon fiber, you know, it's got a little. And it's rear engine. Rear engine, rear wheel drive. It's, it's an actually an appealing little car. I, I'm I'm sold. Like it was a weird car to start with. I always thought they were fugly. I think now so they're a little I. bit more charming. I think they're yeah. They they were a technological dead end. They were all carbon fiber. They were very experimental. The interior has this weird little. Su well, it's got the suicide doors and it's got bamboo. Yeah, it's so on weird them. how BMW and Nissan were ahead of the game and yeah. Toyota and just completely 
gave up. Yeah, we always talk about that. Toyota had this incredible brand, yeah. Prius. Prius. Why wasn't Prius the name of their battery electric? They put all that work into it, and then they called the new one the droid name, whatever the hell it is, B4. BX, yeah, the yeah. droid name. Yeah, There are a lot of examples of that where an automaker would just be at the cutting edge of something, Yep. And then they would just stop doing it. GM. I mean, look, GM oh, had famously. the skateboard chassis yes. EV and the high wire stuff way back when. And they've done. Hey, I was selling uh, EV ones in the 90s. That's, oh, that's right. Even the EV one. That's yeah. the biggest example. Oh, were they sold through Saturn dealers? Yeah, they were. Yes, they were. I test drove one. Wow. Like, wait and it was the first car that was branded GM. So it was a GM right. EV one sold oh. through Saturn dealers. Yes. Wow. The, the badge in the nose me. was a, just yep. a GM badge, right? First time it was ever done. Yeah. I wish I'd kept one of those. We didn't yeah, know just, about those things just, back yeah. in the day. You say you lost it. Right, I know we could have figured. Ah, oh you well. could, yeah, it's it's. There's yeah. a couple around, but not 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 very. Where many. was the uh, Saturn dealership back in the day that you guys had? Uh, we had uh, it in Santa Clarita, and and here where Volkswagen is now. Oh, right up there. Yeah, <gasps> Saturn was great. Oh, those mm. were the days. Yeah, one day one day we should do a whole Saturn reminiscing episode. I oh, like. I would love that. Yeah, oh, I, I'll I'll get stories. Okay, mm. I think I think that would be. Worth oh, it. Spring Hill, one of the best experiences. That doing like ropes up. courses and, and everything. Oh, it was great. They were fanat. I mean, like the Saturn wait, wait, did people they invite were dealers to go do ropes courses. That what we was? had to uh, as salespeople. So we would do Saturn training in Spring Hill. Every uh, salesperson had to fly there. Uh, go through the factory tour. We got uh, trained on uh, customer uh, handlement and engagement on the Saturn way. Uh, then we do ropes course and learn all. It was it That's was magnificent. Awesome. It really was. It, it was, was, a, was it was the closest thing to an automotive cult uh, in, <laughs> until Tesla. Really. Yeah. It, but it I was remember incredible. when it came out, it was people were genuinely excited about just the ethos of yeah. it. Yeah, it was it was real. Like this wasn't some corporate. It really bullshit. was a different kind of car company. Yeah. It wasn't just the line. And that, the fact that GM kind of invented yeah. this whole new way was, and it was meant to transform GM, which if it had been successful would have really been something for General yeah. Motors. But unfortunately, the other happened, and General Motors just they squashed ended up watering it, it down. Pretty heavily. They, well, it just became rebadged Opals, and they yeah. lost all of the that, that that difference. You know the the. So the difference wasn't just the cars, right? It was the way they sold cars, yeah. right? Uh, no haggle, uh, one price. Uh, uh, you know, so it wasn't a negotiation. We did everything up front. We had smaller margins as as dealers, so we just. Uh, uh, worked on taking care of the customers. We had like this cutaway car and we'd show that. people exactly how the car was built and the safety cage. And then you'd have the uh, plastic door panels we'd jump up and down on that would never, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, dent, uh, yeah. dent or anything. It was, it was really a, a, a phenomenal time. And it wasn't like the greatest car in the world, yeah. but it was, it was great in in what it did and and it just kind of it was greater than the sum of its parts it you was know what i mean unpretentious and it wasn't yeah. trying to be anything it wasn't i knew That's multiple right. people who bought uh who bought saturns back in the day when it came specifically because they didn't want to deal with like haggling a dealership it they was just wonderful. wanted a car and for those people it was great and then people got into it they were yeah. good cars but it was a great experience we should we definitely okay at some point we should just earmark let's do a deep dive into that whole saturn phenomenon because i think people don't know it mm. it's interesting Gone. Right. This this line of conversation was spurred by the i3 purchase. I also yes. bought a second vehicle. Yes. The, uh, I bought a Jeep Wrangler YJ, and the reason was... That's more on brand. 
Yeah. Well, I'd always wanted one, but having lived in Detroit for 10 Explain years. Explain the, the, the YJ to our listeners in case they're unaware somehow. It's, it's the very first Jeep Wrangler. The very first. Uh, it, it is the uh, successor to the CJ7, which, you know, was... What year? The 1991 is the one I bought. But it came, the YJ started in 87. And uh, There's a, to explain the story, like why does the YJ exist? And for those people who don't know, it's the Jeep, the only Jeep to ever have square rectangular headlights. Oh yeah, it's a it's Jurassic a Park one. And yeah, actually, the Jurassic Park Jeep. The Autopian is working on a uh, on a on a great video and article on uh, how the Wrangler came about, and it was actually a response to a 60 Minutes episode uh, in 1980. Uh, it was very bad PR for Jeep at the time. It was about a an IIHS rollover study on the on CJ5s, and uh, it was Man. all it was all over the news. CJs roll over really easily, and there were a bunch of lawsuits, and billions of dollar lawsuits. I remember. Something about the early '80s and rollovers. We were like everybody was worried about rolling their cars. What the hell were we doing then? Because I remember it was the SUV craze. That's what it was. Well, this, the I have rolled over so many cars. <laughs> I hate to I've say, seen yeah. roll over yeah, at least exactly. once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rollovers are scary, man. I guess yeah, they're they scary. Are. But I remember that's when like all the convertibles, all with like the cabriolet, the VW. I just rabbit. try to go limp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what's scary about rollovers? It's it's not just that the roof will crush; it's that you will go into the roof because mm. you're you're. It's how gravity works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like your restraint isn't going to keep your head from hitting the roof. It's, yeah. Speaking of, do you did you have like a hard top on yours that kind of looks? It looks kind of goofy. Like yes, the, like yes. The, the the body is too tall for the you, the yes, legs. You, you know, it's, it's all abdomen and no legs. See, I'm glad I agree with you on, on that because otherwise I feel a little insulted. But it does look goofy, and I'm getting rid of the hard top, putting half doors on. Yeah. But the, the doors really suck also. It's got the full doors, and the line of the door is just wrong. It's just yeah, so I bought this Jeep. It was the very first Jeep I looked at, and. Having moved from Detroit to California, I looked underneath it and I was just mesmerized. It's perfect because of no rust. Like you can bring, you can own a car in that's, California. That's Michigan perfect. You can drive a car <laughs> yeah. for thirty-five years and it looks like it just rolled off the factory floor. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, just rolled off the factory floor yeah. and again, I just, I, 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 a great assault with that. Right, you're from Michigan, you're used to rust out here. That's, it's normal. You know, there's there's literally a different rust scale in Michigan than in the U than than in California. In California, rust scale, a rust scale. So if you have we don't rust things out here. If you have surface rust on something in Michigan, you can say it has no rust, and everybody will agree there's no rust. <laughs> oh wow! But if, if you took that same car to California, they'd say that's rusty. I don't want to. I don't even want to look at it because why should it out? They? Yeah, there are plenty of cars that have zero. So a car with no rust in Michigan here is a rust bucket. It's, it's graded on a curve there in Michigan. It definitely is graded on the curve. Anyway, huh. yeah, I was mesmerized by the YJ, and uh, yeah, it's it's been great. Tell them about the so like the reason so it had you know square square lights, and part of the reason they were rectangular is because what did they say at the factory? Okay, so bringing it back to the to to the rollover thing. Yeah, um, the CJ became the Wrangler because Jeep wanted an all new vehicle. You know, they wanted it to seem mm -hmm. like it was different, even though really it's not that different. Yep. They made a whole bunch of changes to it. Um, and they called it a new name, and they, and uh, so it was called a Wrangler. So hey, it doesn't roll over like the CJs; it's a different model. And the square headlights. Some people within Jeep will tell you, square headlights because squares don't roll. <laughs> it's 
ridiculous. That was the problem. I don't believe it because Square was in in the eighties, but yeah, you know. that's not why. I like to believe that some engineer felt like you know what I don't want to take any chances. <laughs> Let's just make sure we can just this I, I I can just see like the CEO of the company though, like the, but but boss, check this out. <laughs> yeah, does it rectangles don't roll? <laughs> I love it. Go with it. Done. Someone got promoted for that, no yes. doubt. Oh man! Like they had the they had a ramp with the headlight, the round one of the square, and just to prove it. Look, yes. we tested this empirically. Yeah. It doesn't roll. That's right. <laughs> the slides. Safe. Tell that to Morley Safer. Oh man! So I took this thing off road. I took a bone stock Wrangler off road. Yeah. Uh, in L.A. and the most L.A. thing happened. I saw a one million dollar oh. RV. <laughs> Keep tell about the what it w- ends up because it gets crazy. Yeah. So I I was off roading the Wrangler and um, I spotted this. Off-road RV that I'd seen at the LA Auto Show was just outside. Yes, the yeah. Galpin, yeah, the yep. black one, yeah, just Huge. outside the, the Galpin area. Um, and I was wondering why is it sitting here, like in, like right there on the trail? There's no one in it. There was no one anywhere. Um, and so I looked around, and uh, it was clear the the winch line was wrapped around its mirror, so they they were trying to get it unstuck. So I looked around, looked underneath, and. Uh, the drive shaft was twisted. It looked like a like a wet rag that had been twisted up, like a Twizzler, like yeah, liquid. It was like it was crazy twisted up. I think yeah, we actually, got a picture. We have a picture. Oh, yeah. Of it. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy twisted. Yeah, you can see there the rear drive shaft is popped out, and then lower below this, you can see right there. That's that's see the it? drive shaft. It's twisted like see right the shiny there? Oh, wow. Bit? Yeah. See, drive shafts are they're hollow, so they can just twist up like that. Anyway, um, so we wrote an article about it, and we figured we'd reach out to the company, just let them have a statement. You know, we're talking about their product in yeah. a way that's not, you know. Yeah. And um, the CEO of the company said, you know what, it was a, there was an issue with the Ford bearing, the F550 bearing. There was a problem, and it, this is an issue that lots of our competitors have, uh, and then he named his competitor, and he said, they have the same problem. I was like, well, if I'm going to quote that, I should probably at least make sure that I reach out to the, to the competitor. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say the competitor has this problem without right. at least. So I reach out to the competitor, and the competitor kind of rips on the other company. So there's kind of like this two CEOs are going at it, like in, in the story. And anyway, it was a little. Yeah, so David's, David's email box was just two CEOs fighting with each other. <laughs> it was yeah, a mess. And it all started with this absurd million-dollar off-road machine. But anyway, that so was. So did someone just. Leave it there. They just got stuck and said, "Man, There's the company owned that one, right?" I think that was actually a that was a prototype, and it was being used by uh, uh, by some, some media outlet. And yeah, they took it off road. They busted it. It weighs so much, you know. It's like you can't just get that off the trail easily. So it's not a great choice to go on a trail like. But that anyway, either. that was pretty LA experience. A million dollar off road thing right there, just sitting there. That's a million bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. got a toilet. Oh, okay. Fridge. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. No, the the interior is you know it's it's pretty nice, but yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know who's buying these things. Yeah, so mm. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it does look nice inside though. We'll give them that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's beautiful. Yeah, do we get any other cars, David? It's just the YJ and the uh, I three, both yeah. of which you love now. That's true. I have been doing a little bit of work on the uh, uh, on the YJ, maybe in the office, and that's been a little okay. Quick. Maybe we should talk about this. So. You know, David now has, uh, he's part of greater Autopian headquarters out here on the West Coast, and David is at the office now, and I've heard 
some reports about David's behavior. Well, I don't think they're real. I'm not proud of as a, as a representative. See, I, I haven't heard these, so yeah, let's see, uh, let's let's air out this dirty laundry. I don't want to tattle. I don't want to tattle, uh, but I want to hear. I do know for there's a you, the you know the graphic arts team is in the yes. same office, and they have a big. I'm, I'm I'm someone who has a background in graphic art and design, and I remember those these, these big paste up boards, mm-hmm. or like these big like work tables with and grids on to, them. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. they have grids, and you're, you're you know you're putting Zacto together, exactos, you're cutting things, and one of the key things you want to have is they shouldn't be ideally they shouldn't be filthy. They shouldn't have a I would bunch agree. of you know they're sterile areas. They shouldn't have a bunch of grime and grit, and it shouldn't be like you took like. This is Matt Hardigree, the publisher of The Utopian, and I'm here with a warning slash preview of the next episode. David Tracy was encouraged by all of us to move to Los Angeles to be closer to the Galpin mothership uh, and everyone there. It has not worked out entirely as expected because David is a mess of a human being. So come back next week for the next episode of the podcast to find out where that's working well and, and maybe in some gross ways why it is not working out. You can find all these podcasts and some really wonderful articles you can't get anywhere else on www.theoctopian.com. And P.S., if you love what we do here, you can become a Vinyl Velour or Rich Corinthian Leather member of The Autopian by going to theautopian.com and clicking the button that says support us because as these podcasts are probably demonstrating, we need all the help we can get.